If you have your Bibles tonight, take your outline. And I want you to notice, if you would, in the outline, Jesus was born to die. Now, we have an entire cantata we've done in previous years, born to die. Well, I want to draw your attention that Jesus was born to die, but you and I are born to live. I want you to see that. Why you and I were born. Notice, if you would, if you have your Bible, Luke, I mean, excuse me, John chapter 10 and verse number 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So Jesus Christ came to give you and I life and an abundant life at that. Notice what he says in verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. So Jesus came to die that you and I might live, live abundantly. And and it's not just that you and I live and, and get up and make it from one day to the next. It's that you and I live life to the fullest. We, we lay up treasure in heaven. <clears throat> we uh, brag on the Lord by the way we live. Now, folks, the way you live makes all the difference in the world. Everybody in this room was called to live for Christ. In the early day, you have your Bible, no, every outline. Notice, we are born to live, <clears throat> John 10, 10. Notice, A, God made us to fellowship with him. In Genesis chapter 3, uh, Adam and Eve had sinned against the Lord, and God came as he did the day before and said, Where art thou? They walked together in the cool of the evening, and God made Adam and Eve for that purpose. You know what? He made you and I for the same purpose, that we could walk together with the Lord. Now, I want you to understand, there's a lot of things we can do in life. I mean, we can make money, we can uh, go up the corporate ladder, and those things might be a part of God's plan, but the reason you're alive is to walk with the Lord, to love Him, to spend time with Him. That is why your morning devotional time, your evening time, or a time during the day. Now, Daniel had it three times a day, morning, noon, and evening. But you and I have to learn to walk with the Lord. That's why you are alive, to walk with Him, to love Him. Notice, if you would, see in the outline, uh, excuse me, B, we, we walked with God in Adam. In other words, when Adam was made by God and Eve was made by God and they walked together with the Lord, that's what he intended for all of us in this room. And if Adam and Eve had not disobeyed the Lord and sinned, you and I could be walking with the Lord today. But that trait of sin and disobedience passed to all of us. That's why Peter looked at Jesus and says, oh, you can't die. We need you to be our king. He completely missed the will of God for Jesus Christ. Jesus told him, I've come to die. And so tonight, you and I have come to live. We're born into this life to live for Christ. Notice, if you would, see in the outline, God wanted our walk and our love to be by choice and not mandated. So he gave us the entire Garden of Eden with one disobedient option. 
And we chose it and fell into sin. So you notice the blanks? He wanted us to choose him. And folks, tonight, the Lord still to this day wants you and I to choose him. He wants you now to choose to serve him. Lord, I, I want to walk with you. I want to be close to you. So that's why we get up in the morning and we spend time with the Lord. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, we go to our prayer closet and we close the door. I, I don't imagine many of you go to your closet and pray. You might. But you have a place to pray. In, in our house, I have an apartment and, and I have this special chair that I sit in or, or love seat. I sit there and uh, I get my, uh, my Bible and, and I enjoy so much in the mornings for a good long time to spend with the Lord. And I, I talk with Him and I read the scriptures and, and I try to pay attention to where I'm reading. So one of these days, if you would ask me where something is, I could tell you uh, because I've read it. Uh, and, and yet, I, I want you to know that, that the most important time is uh, I, I get distracted a lot. I'm sitting there, and I'm, okay, this is the time with the Lord. Now we're going to walk together, and my mind begins to wander. And I begin to think about something I'm supposed to do today or something I didn't do yesterday. And my mind gets distracted, and I have to say, Lord, I'm sorry, and I Picture myself kneeling before the Lord and say, Lord, would you forgive me for the distractions? Lord, could I spend some time with you this morning? And I try to block out the world and walk with the Lord and fellowship with him and tell him the needs of my heart. Every great Christian has a time every day that he walks with the Lord. That's why God made you. That we can love him and walk with him. And he made the most beautiful garden for Adam and Eve. And I, I, one of these days, you and I are going to see a, a place that's more beautiful than that garden of Eden was. But in the meantime, if you and I can picture now, <clears throat> I've been some exotic places in the world. I, I remember in Fiji, um, uh, how many of you went on that mission trip to Fiji? I, I remember, you remember the island that we saw drove by? It was the most beautiful. Oh, my goodness. And the water, oh, it was like, oh, it was like something I'd never seen before. And the Lord says, Dave Pittman, I have made all this world so that you and I can walk together. I allowed you to be born to live for me. Will you do it? So from our earliest ages, the old devil says, children, don't obey your parents. Uh, teenagers, don't obey your parents. Parents, don't obey the Lord. And so we're always uh, uh, encircled by Satan sitting on our shoulder and saying, you don't have to do what the Lord wants you to do. And yet the Lord says, look, I made you to walk with me. Now, notice if you would in the outline, <clears throat> D in the outline, we all died in Adam. Now, if you have your Bible, turn to Romans chapter 5. I want you to see this, that we all died when Adam sinned. Notice, if you would, Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world? And that was Adam. Now, God makes a perfect garden. Everything about it's perfect. No thorns. He doesn't have to dig in the ground. The, there's no worms in the fruit. 
Uh, it, it is just a perfect place. And he puts a tree in the middle of the garden and says, Now, Adam, you can have fruit from every tree in this place. You can enjoy everything in this garden, but do not eat of the fruit of that tree. In the day you do, you'll start to die. And Adam said, Okay, Lord. Now, you, you'll notice <clears throat> Adam in verse 12, Wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world? And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all of sin. So when Adam disobeyed the Lord, he caused sin to be in all of us, that seed. And that's why you and I, it's easier to do something that's wrong than it is something right. Death passed upon all men for all of sin. So we're all sinners. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, look back over if you would, Romans chapter 3. Uh, notice with me if you would, Romans 3, verse number 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Why? Because Adam sinned and he was our great, great, great grandfather and that trait got passed down to us. And so every time we have an option, uh, we have a choice our leanings are, I want to do what I want to do. And so death passed upon all of us. That's why we, 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 we get old and die, because we're sinners. Now, notice if you would, in E in the outline, we were born to live, but died because of Adam's disobedience. So everybody in this room is going to die because you're a sinner. Sin corrupts. It destroys. It ruins our bodies. Um, no one gets older. No one starts out at 21 and can, and can bench press 500 pounds, and then you get to be 75, and you know what? You can bench press 800 pounds. That doesn't happen. You know why? Because of sin. Sin happens to all of us. And so remind yourself today that you're a sinner, but God meant for you to live for him. He meant for you to be free of sin. Notice, if you would, uh, in, in Roman numeral three, uh, Roman numeral two, rather, then Jesus came. He was born to die that we might live. <clears throat> now, A in the outline, he was born with the express purpose of dying to pay our debt of sin. Uh, Jesus was the Lamb of God. Now, contrary to you and I, we're born and the Lord wants us to live for him. Jesus Christ, his son, wanted, God the Father wanted Jesus to die for us. Notice if you have your Bible, turn me if you would to Matthew 121. I want you to see this. Matthew 121. We're going to look there and we'll look in Luke. I want you to see a couple of verses. Matthew 121. And notice if you would, Matthew 121 she shall bring forth a son. Watch this. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So how does he do that? Turn with me if you would. You can see it in, in the, uh, uh, the outline. It's the third verse. Look at Luke 2 and verse 11. Look at Luke 2 and verse 11. Same concept. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, how is it 
that he is to be our Savior. Uh, notice with me, if you would, uh, you, you, can, you can take your Bible and turn to, you don't have to, but John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and his purpose was to die for you and I. Now, he was born to die to pay for our sin. Turn your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if you would. Notice this passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And notice with me, if you would. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 15. And that he died for all. That they which live should not live henceforth unto themselves, but unto him which died for them rose again. So Jesus Christ died for you that you could live for him. That's why he died. Notice if you would in verse 21. For he, God the Father, hath made him, God the Son, to be sin for us who knew no sin. He didn't know any sin. He was perfect that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Always remember, when Jesus is on the cross from noon to three, the world turned dark. Black. Why? God the Father turned his back on his son. He became sin for us. God took the sin of the world and placed it on his son, Jesus Christ, while he's hanging on the cross. And he couldn't look at him because he was our sin. That's reading the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 that uh, God put our sin, nailed it to the cross that you and I might be free. Colossians 2, 13 and 14. So Jesus came to die. So Christmas was a great time for you and I. It was a great time for Jesus, but not so much. He left heaven and was born in a manger. He lived the perfect perfect life that you and I could not live. Why? So that he could pay our debt of sin. Can you imagine being born knowing that you're going to die on the cross? That's why when he asked Peter, James, and John, said, will you, will you three come with me? And uh, look, let's kneel down there in the garden. He said, would you pray with me? He said, I've got a burden. And they all got down and prayed. And Peter, James, and John, he prayed for about an hour. And he said this, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. You know what he's saying? I don't want to die on the cross. Father, it's a terrible death. If it could be your will, would you let this cup, this death pass from me? But then he did what all people that love the Lord do, but not my will, thine be done. You know what he asked? He asked his best friends, three best friends in the world to pray for him. Anybody know what they did? Fell asleep. Then he goes and wakes him up. Hey, guys, guys, would you pray for me? Just, just I, I got this burden. Would you pray for me? You know, he prayed so earnestly, you know, 
like sweat drops of blood poured. He just was stressed beyond words. And he comes back. They're asleep again. He says, go ahead. Then he goes into the garden, and he's betrayed, crucified, put in the tomb. Why? For you and I. He could see as a babe in the manger, I'm going to die on the cross. I am thankful the Lord does not allow you and I to see tomorrow. Because if tomorrow's a good day, we'd look forward to it. But if it's a bad day, we might say, Lord, please, I don't want to see tomorrow. Anybody here ever had a big exam tomorrow and you didn't feel like you were ready in your heart and you wanted the day to not come? Anybody, you know what I'm talking about? You kind of get that way. Well, you got something big at work and uh, you just say, I just don't know if I'm going to get it all done. And so you wish you could just not live tomorrow or maybe skip that day and go to the next day. Don't you know that Jesus was asking, Father, could I skip tomorrow? Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And folks, tonight, Jesus died to give you and I two choices. Everybody in this room, Number one, to ask him to take his payment and wash away our sin, that he could be our Savior. That's what Matthew said, the Savior. He died for our sins. Luke said, to be our Savior. John said, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. So Jesus Christ came to die, but he came to give you two choices, to give you two choices. Would you trust him as your Savior? And tonight, if you've never trusted Christ as Savior, that's the purpose in result of Christmas. Oh, he didn't die that Christmas morning when he was born, but he came to die 33 years later for you and I. That's the first choice. But the second choice is this, that we can choose to live for him, to walk with him. Notice in the outline, A, again, Roman numeral 2A, he was born with the expressed purpose of dying to pay our debt of sin. Jesus was the Lamb of God. You can see that in John 1.29. We didn't read that, but you can see it there. Now notice B, uh, Peter even tried to rebuke Jesus for saying he was born to die. We read that in Matthew 16, 21. That was one of the verses that I read out to you. Um, Peter said, no, you can't die because that was his desire for Christ. It wasn't the Father's desire. And so you and I are to live for our Father in heaven. And Jesus Christ, Lord, what can I do for you? Uh, notice if you would see in the outline, Zacharias even knew Jesus was coming to die to pay for everyone's sin. I want you to turn in your Bible, if you would, to Luke 1. I want you to see this. I want you to see how, how obvious it was to some people. <clears throat> Notice Luke chapter 1 and verse 76. Now watch this. This is Zacharias looking at his son, John the Baptist. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. You're going to preach about the highest, Jesus Christ. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. You're going to go into the wilderness and tell everybody to turn to the Messiah. You're going to tell them you're not the Messiah, but he's coming. And verse 77, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission 
of their sins. You see, you're the Lamb of God. Jesus is the Lamb of God. And John, my son, you're to tell people about Jesus. Now, notice if you would, D in the outline, uh, Jesus willingly died. He said, no man takes my life from me. I give it up. That's reason just before in the garden, he said, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. He offered himself to die for our sins. Do you realize he could see everybody in this room when he's in the garden praying? Lord, I don't want to have to die, and he could have called your name out. But, Lord, not my will be done. I'll die for Dave Pittman. Lord, I'll I'll die for Rob Williams. I'll die for Calrick Johnson, Lord. Is there any other way? If not, Lord, I'll die for him. That evening in the garden, he could see everybody in this room. And your sin. So when he died to pay for your sin and you trusted him as Savior, the second choice that you have is, will you give him your life and say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Lord, I'm here for you. That's why when you say, well, I'm going to school to be this, I'm going to school to be that, I'm going to school to be an architect, I'm going to go to school to to be a missionary or whatever, your whole goal is to say, but Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. That's the purpose for everybody in this room, to live for him because he died for you. And notice quickly, if you would, E in the outline, Jesus died that we might live, but we must choose his gift. There's that first choice, John 3.16. You know, he says, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so everybody here can have the gift of heaven. But you'll notice F in the outline, this is the true meaning of Christmas. The gift of God is eternal life, and it is for all. It's for every one of us. That's what Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. But we must choose to live for him. And tonight, everyone in this room has got those two choices. Maybe you've already made the first choice. You've trusted Christ as your Savior. Have you made the second choice? Now listen, the second choice is not made once like the first choice. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. In other words, one time you ask Jesus to save you and it's done. You're called born again into his family. But the second decision, you make it every morning when you get up. And you make it every day of your life. That's why some Christians are like this. Lord, I want to serve you. Ah, I don't want to do that today, Lord. I don't want to pass out that track, Lord. I don't want to witness to that person, Lord. Lord, I, I, want, to, I want to commit that sin, Lord. It just, it just will feel good to me, Lord. I want to tell that person what I think of them. And then we say, oh, Lord, forgive me. We rise back up and start doing his will. You know what the Lord wants you to do? He wants the Christians at Temple Baptist Church to daily choose to please him. Will you do that? This is the Christmas season. Could I encourage you even tonight, come to this altar and say, Lord, I give you my heart today, my life. 
And when you get up in the morning, Lord, I give you my life today. Lord, I give you today all of it. Help me to do exactly what you want. Folks, that's the purpose of Christmas. Jesus died to give you that second choice, that you could walk with the Lord in the cool of the evening and have the sweetness of what God intended in the garden. Tonight, will you choose that? Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer tonight. I'm going to ask the pianist to come and play a verse of invitation hymn. We'll not play long. <clears throat> Maybe you're, tonight you're here and there's somebody you're burdened about. Maybe it's a, a, a wayward child or a wayward grandchild, or maybe it's a, a, a wayward friend. Could I encourage you, maybe slip up to this altar and say, Lord, I, I, I want to draw your attention to somebody. I know that's a part of your will for me tonight is to pray for so-and-so, is to intercede for them. Maybe you're here tonight and you just need to say, Lord, I, I want to give you today. I, I didn't do a good job today, Lord, but I give you the rest of the day. And I promise to give you in the morning the whole day. And maybe you're here tonight. And you've got a burden for somebody in a physical condition. I encourage you to come to this altar lift them up. That's your purpose in life. Is to intercede for others physically, spiritually. However, we're to do it. We're to be like the Good Samaritan, to see somebody in need and stand up for them. Lord Jesus, speak to our hearts tonight. You stood up for us. Help us to stand up for you. Now speak to hearts. In your name we pray. Amen.